Welcome to Two Guys, a Girl, and a Podcast. We're talking about a show called The Nevers. Um, we're on episode two, which is titled Exposure. I am Ken. Jeff. Julia. This episode uh, was released or aired April 18th, and we take up, takes place exactly right after episode one. Just yeah, and all the uh, the uh, owner of the or the director or whatever she is, Lavinia Bidlow, decides to host all the well a selection of the touched at her big fancy house. Everybody gets a blue ribbon, which I thought was. A kind of creepy, um, to indicate that they are one of the touched. Uh, and then there's an Italian girl who works in a shop, and she has something that makes everything float. She gets she gets snatched off the street. Yeah, this is sort of like a. Um, Right at the beginning of the episode, we have that where she's discovered and she's tracked down and she's betrayed by her friend and coworker or whatever. And and then we, she ends up, you know, at the end in a big reveal. Um, and we can go right to that if we want because it's, you know, it's kind of a, of course, obviously all of our stuff spoilers, but. We get to the end, and it looks like uh, she's been lobotomized, or yeah, something. Sort of, yeah, she's like a slave now with a bunch of others in a cave, and it looks like they're digging out what could be some technology or part of the ship that we saw at the end of the first episode. Yeah, I couldn't figure out what they were doing, but. Um... She obviously has had something done to her brain, and then, you know, the huge reveal at the end is that it's yeah. actually Olivia, I mean, uh, Lavinia Bidlow, who's, who's, who's running all this, and it's sort of, I don't yeah, know, raised, it raised an awful lot of questions, and... Um, yeah, it did. It was us, like, when that reveals, like, I was like, okay, so she's behind it, but yet she had the party, and she's, is she, is she running the orphanage, or no, she's not running the orphanage, but. Well, she's not, yeah, she is, she's like. Oh, she, she is, so it's kind of opened up a lot of question marks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it made me wonder, like, what. What is her motivation? Like, is she doing this because she's bitter because she's in a wheelchair? Is she is she doing this because she secretly hates the touched? Is she jealous of the touched? Is she why is she doing this? Like, what's her motivation? There's got to be some motivation. I got to say that actress who plays Lavinia is very good at um, sinister. But you're not quite sure if she's sinister. 
Yeah. Or she's just got issues that make her a little dour and and hard to read. And she was good. She was like that in um, um, the Dollhouse, I think. She was yeah. a bit. You know, yeah, yeah, she definitely was. You never knew if she was a good guy or a bad guy. It was hard to tell. I mean, same with this, which kind of makes sense, you know, same writer. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Um, obviously, it could be all a front, and she's just pretending to be nice to these people because she has a plan for them. Obviously, there's a gap in everyone's story from the point where the, this thing happened to where they are now. We don't know the whole story um, with a lot of these characters. Like, how did um, uh, Amalia and Pendits meet up, and what's everyone's story? Yeah, it it seems like we're starting to, to get that information. The... Um... The scene with the detective, you know, and he was taught, telling her about Mary, uh, the, the girl who sang in the last episode and got kidnapped by Malady. Um, you know, she was engaged to him and left him at the altar, mm -hmm. assuming because, you know, she, she re realized she was touched and she couldn't deal with it or uh, you don't really know why she did it. They don't, they don't. Explain that in this episode. Yeah. Um, a lot yeah. happened in this episode. It was. Yeah, yeah, yeah there was a lot to try to pay attention to. There was. There was. Uh, Penance and the other guy who could go into birds. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I felt sorry for her because then she got captured because she left the party all heartbroken. Because right. They're having that nice conversation, and then Navidia there tells him she's Irish in touch. She can't be part of this family, blah, 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 blah. And so right. he had to toe the line and tell her to leave, which was typical of that era. But it was just you felt sorry for her. She oh, yeah, definitely. And, and you know, I was kind of annoyed with him for being – so spineless to his is she his aunt or his sister or I can't remember what the relationship is there but they're related somehow um so they're a brother and sister are they yeah I, I just I don't understand the hold that she has over him like why why is he so willing to do her bidding and and not not stick up for himself doesn't make sense especially in that age you know yeah. when when the the gender roles were so uh defined and it's just kind of odd the other scene that really um that really sort of was it, i thought Emotional was the scene in the in the uh, men's club with, um, oh I can't remember the actor the character Hugo Hugo, Hugo Swan, and and Masson and when he says Masson says to Hugo that 
it should have been him who died instead of Caleb. I was like, oh, oh. yeah. That, and you, you could see, like, on, on his face, he was like, just that was painful for him. Makes it a little more understandable to, you know, why he does the things he does and is a hedonist and. Well, we have, uh, speaking of Hugo, um, you, you mentioned um, his motivations. We, we find out why he's maybe a little more accepting of the touched, and that's because he's, he's using some of them for his, uh, his own club right. where they have special skills and everything that would um, be attractive to people and they would pay lots of money to um, hang out with. Sort of mm -hmm. speaking. <laughs> and he um, wants to get um, a little more connection. Nori, uh, what's it? How, I can't pronounce it, but um, he wants a name behind his club, so he wants to get um, Augustus. Augustus's um, the Bidlow name attached to it. Mm -hmm. So he's trying to attract. He's trying to get him to um, get in that. And yeah, and that was right after he did what he, you know, told Penance to, to, to leave, and then he goes to that club and tells what he, you know, I was like, here, here's two girls, go have fun. It's just like, well, I was just like, whatever. Yeah. Well, I mean, he was already... But that point explains why his sister bullies him around, is because he just, you know, it's like a puppy dog does what people just you know, tell him to do whatever. So, we get the we get the little bit more about the um, the whole orphanage. I love the scene where the I think it's the police raiding them or something, or they're going in and uh, Penitz is just like pushes a button and there's a big lockdown of her lab, so they can't get into it. And, right. Um, I love the technology because it's it's like the glasses. You know. Oh, I had, you know. You know, someone already invented these. Yeah, but watch. You know, and they um, they automatically uh, shade the the bright light so that she can not be affected by Malady's um, um, sparks or whatever that she sends out. Right. Yeah. The and it, it uh, you know it's very steampunk, which is mm. always I find yeah, interesting and fun. That's kind of neat. Um, I, I kind of like Myrtle a lot. Uh, she's in this quite a bit. She's talking a lot. We never understand anything that she says, but she just, you, you know, she just is there and talking and stuff, and everyone's fascinated with her and everything. It's just like, it's kind of neat how the, these characters weave in and out. They're they're kind of background characters, but we see them. Obviously, we have. Uh, Primrose, who's sort of like the focus of attention. Uh, people are like getting get their picture taken with her, and they're like, "Are we supposed to go like, like, oh my god, you know?" And yeah, it's kind of like obviously very uncomfortable for all of them because they're just like. It was definitely uncomfortable for her because you could tell she was like annoyed. She's like, "I don't want to do this." Yeah. It's like I don't want to be here. Well, well she's she really shy. I really think she wanted to be there because she was she was all dressed up and she was all excited. But you know, of course, she ends up being a, a circus attraction, and that obviously wasn't gonna 
but anyways, we have, uh, um, uh, what's her name? True is brought into the police um, with um, Mundy, and one of my favorite scenes. It's subtle. I didn't pick up on the first time, but the second time I, I watched it, we have the Des Desiree character yeah. who gets who goes to the orphanage, and she's trying to get information from from what's going on. And Amalia is like, "Who sent you?" and blah blah blah. And then she goes, "Wait a minute." come down to the police station, I need you for something. And she gets Mundy to tell the truth. Her, you know, this Desiree's power is to tell people. Uh, I like how Desiree's like swearing left and right. And then she like tells the kid to, to not get near the window or something. And then she tries to take off his hat in the house. I thought, oh that yeah. <laughs> but then she's swearing the whole time. And oh yeah. But, uh, and then later on in the scene, at the police station, Desiree go gets out of Monday's office, and they're they're having talk about what's going on, and, and some really good character development between um, Amalia and Monday. And when they leave this police station, you hear in the background, you hear, "Oh my God, we've had like three confessions in the last." You know, <laughs> they're they're shocked because Desiree's just sitting there affecting people and everything. So I thought that's kind of oh, funny. I didn't hear that. That's funny. Yeah. It's in the background. It's it's like oh yeah, <laughs> but and, and I like the Monday character because he's so against the the um, the powers and stuff. He's just like no no, but he's not unreasonable. He's not a villain like we've talked about before, where it's like I don't like you guys, so therefore I'm the bad guy and I'm going to do everything to hate you guys. Mm. He's he he's reasonable and says, wait a minute, I can use these people to, to help me could get Mary back. And, and then I think it's going to be one of those situations where from now on, there's going to be like working together, even though he doesn't like the situation and stuff, but you know, it's going to be one of those relationships. Yeah. It seems like it is. I mean, he seems confused by the situation which I would think you know is a normal reaction to this whatever's happened to these people um, but not as uh, oh my god they're different get rid of them as everybody else is yeah so I mean I mean Maladay's making it worse for them because she's what she's doing is like a terrorists and they're kind of putting everyone into that category like well they're all like that then and so obviously it's harder for Lavinia to she wants to that's why she's having the party she wants to have a positive which why would she do that if she's you know also kidnapping them and turning them into zombies but. yeah <laughs> I, I it's confusing um yeah I think I don't know I I, I don't know why this show's getting such awful reviews I think it's really good I think it's really interesting. I think it's got some good, you know, uh, topical issues that they're addressing in a unique way. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. I'm enjoying it. I, think I, do. I find it very interesting, especially the mystery behind it all. Mm -hmm. We had a... Go ahead. No, nothing. We had a shout out to Bram Stoker's Dracula where um, Swan says, oh, I, I, I just left my coffin or whatever, you know, he kind of oh, yeah, that's right. throws yeah. out. <laughs> like he, they're surprised that he's awake that early. 
I just want to. <laughs> that was kind of funny. Um, yeah, that was funny. Oh, I, I, the other police officer. I mean, the, and this is what um, Josh Sweden's really good at, it, and the writers that the, he has and everything. Um, the policeman who leaves uh, Amalia and Mundy in the in the office. He goes, "Well, I'm off to drink lunch." <laughs> <laughs> little yeah. things like that, little lines. It, it 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 it's amazing how that character was only on screen for five seconds and says that one line, but it really we kind of know more about that character now. And it's not even a character we might not even see ever again. But right. it's just you know. Yeah. Can you imagine if if Joss Whedon and Aaron Sorkin wrote something together? Yeah. That would be amazing. The, uh, I, I love the scene, you know, again, I think I like Penitz quite a bit because of her um, kind of eccentric attitude. She's showing off her we her weapons and stuff and she has that gun and she fires it and, and it kind of malfunctions. Yeah. So then she's like trying to get it to work and she's <laughs> pointing it right to her face. And and Laura Donnelly plays Amelie is just like, um, Amalia is just like cringing because she's waiting for the gun to go off in her face and it didn't. But it's like, who would do that, you know? Yeah. But it was, it was a good scene. But yeah, the, the I mean, again, this is what Joss Whedon does so well. Things that are kind of serious or intense, and then he, he can lighten it up really well with just a little aside. Like, it doesn't take you out of the moment that's happening, but it's just a little, like, huh, that was funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I, I hate to, I always like to bash people when, when comparing to Josh Whedon. I'm not saying, you know, Josh Whedon created this, this Buffy and, and all these other shows that have that ability to do that and then people tried to copy it and one of the persons that tried to copy it was Russell T Davis and I think he just did a horrible job of it but anyways <laughs> I just had to throw that in there of course you did <laughs> but he, he's not as horrible as he used to be because things have gotten worse uh, oh yeah so Mary's captured by um, Malady M Malady I have so much trouble with these names um some gross stuff with that, with um, the rat, the, the, the rat, the girl who's like says she sacrificed her toes, and you know. Oh God, that was gruesome. Yeah, some uh, stuff there. Obviously, you know. Well, I guess there's another big reveal coming up that um, that Malady and, and uh, Amalia know each other. Yeah. She didn't recognize her, probably because she's, like, so crazed and disheveled. <laughs> yeah, that was, um, I didn't, where did they get, where, where did they know each other? So, well, first off, Amalia is a Mrs., right? This is true? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. we don't know where, I mean, like I, like we said last week, Amalia, we see, in the flashback that she just is walking and then jumps into the river to commit suicide and then gets the powers. So we don't know. And then obviously it sounds like Amalia was kind of involved with getting Maladay um, locked up. 
like I had no choice and Melanie's all upset about her obviously. So um, what's Melanie's power? Her eyes turn, but what, you know, do we know? Does she send out that, that energy or something? Is that what she has? Um, her eyes she must be strong maybe I don't, I don't know but she I she has like got, power yeah. she has some kind of her eye anyways yeah I don't know <laughs> that was a bit of a surprise and um, I was distracted by everything else that was going on and that sort of like where did that come from you know and is it important obviously it would be because now they you know obviously Melody has something against her more so than before. It's hard to follow because Maladay's like she's saying, "Oh, you guys don't remember." She's just talking crazy, sort of like um, 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 Drusella and Buffy, sort of like crazy, but sometimes might mean something. So it's kind of hard to follow. You know, she talks in riddles, and then you're like, "What does that mean?" or whatever, and. Yeah. But it leads to a really good scene that how are they going to get out of this scene where Mary and Penitz are both going to potentially one is going to die and somehow Amalia would save one of them. I don't know how. And um, well, Amalia comes up with a solution to shoot herself where she thought she missed vital organs, but the uh, Doctor guy there, what's Doctor Edmund? Said, took his head. Said, nope, you you hit them all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you you're yeah. either a, you either don't know your anatomy or you're a bad shot. <laughs> or have bad aim or something. Like that. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I don't know, and I don't know how that would have saved them. The fact that she know that the police were were coming in to raid and they were going to stop them from pushing them off. I I don't know, but. It was obviously a tense moment. You know, what kind of decision are you going to make and everything? Uh, and of course, Penitz, the relationship between Penitz and Amalia, you know, she lies up next to her on the bed and just kind of like, you know, was worried about her and stuff like that. So, so there's obviously a good connection there. Uh, Mary's part of the group now. She comes in and she's. She says, "I'll stick around the uh, the orphanage, so mm -hmm. she's going to be involved to a degree." Yep. That is one of the drawbacks of getting uh, an actor who's relatively well known to to play a part. It's like you, you know they're not going to kill her off because you know she she's kind of a you know she's not a huge name, but. You know, she had a sizable role in Poldark, and um, it's doubtful that they're going to hire her just to kill her off. Well, we're talking Joss Whedon here. That's true. He he loves killing characters off. He has this, and and, and again, if he's if he's off the project, then maybe he won't get a chance. But, um, you know, he he brought in in the first episode. He was. Of Buffy, he was bringing in a. Um, he wanted to put um, what's his name, uh, uh, um, Xander's friend. He wanted to put him in the credits and kill him off in the first episode or two. 
um, and that didn't happen. And then he had a chance later on when he when he killed off um, um, what's her name? Tara. Yeah, Tara. You know, he put her in the credits for one episode, and of course, said, oh yeah, wow, finally she got elevated. And then, oh wait a minute, <laughs> mm. almost like maliciously, you know, <laughs> I'm going to do that, you know. Kind of holds with what uh, yeah. <laughs> we've heard about him. <laughs> yeah, and, and you know, yeah. So, and of course, he's he's, you know, you watch the movie. Uh, Serenity, and it's like, oh, great! Are they? Is he going to kill off everyone? Great, thank you. You know, so mm -hmm. he has a he tendency. Did. Well, he started to, <laughs> but yeah. So that's always a the Whedon factor. You don't know, but obviously, I, you know, I don't think that's going to happen. I mean, that's you know. She seems to be a key to the to the story. So yeah, yeah. we'll see. Nothing would surprise me going but forward. I think in the case of, of Mary, if, you know, Monday's sort of okay with them now because they helped him, but if Mary were to get killed off, Monday would be, like, against them again. So, yeah, I don't know. It's Well, he basically said that when yeah. he gave yeah. her the gun, yeah. you know. I'll go after you, but. So that means Mary's probably going to get killed. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> You know, they better not kill off Primrose, you know, or something <laughs> like that. You know, there's a couple of people, or Harriet, or anything like that, some of those other ones. But, uh, there's an Annie. Uh, I guess we haven't met her yet. I'm looking through the the uh, cast, and there's a couple here that I don't recognize. So maybe we must have Annie's the, the, the woman who shoots fire from her hand. Oh, yeah, 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 okay. I didn't yeah, recognize her. Yeah, she kind of, I, I don't think... I think she's got another motive. I really don't. Yeah. I mean, you're watching her, and she's looking at Maladay, and I don't think she's like. It's just sometimes I think she's having second thoughts because she seems to be protect. She was protecting Mary. Yeah, she a threw lot. a fireball at at Maladay. Yeah, so I, I I'm kind of wondering if she's got some other motive or she's second thoughts or something. What did she say? She said she said a line that I think sums up her character, and I wrote it down. Let me see if I can find it. Uh, oh, I don't mind crazy. I just can't work with stupid. And I think you know, Malady's crazy, but doesn't it is um, impulsive. So I, I think she's trying to keep her from making a bad decision. But yeah, there's obviously a, a separate motive there. Because mm -hmm. um, it who. Well, we don't know the motive of the machine gun guy. I don't know. Well, his motive is to kill people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so we talked about this before, but um, um, Augustus and uh, Penitz is seen where they're talking back and forth about their powers and they're connecting, obviously, on every level. And he's talking about the birds and stuff like that it was obviously good chemistry and everything and of course like you said spineless you know mm -hmm. gives her up and then I, I can't imagine that would last too long but she she asks she asks really a, a question that all of us would ask she's not like she's just says, how is it like to fly right you know it's kind of like oh that's great you know and that's her inquisitive mind 
at work. Yeah, and and he seems to lack the imagination <laughs> to describe what it's like. You know, he just yeah. uh, he he just doesn't. I don't know. Just doesn't have it. There's a lot of um, figuring out what is going on in Malady's head. I mean, abused as a child, uh, obviously uh, felt betrayed by True. Um, they were trying to psychoanalyze her, where, and you know, Amalia thinks that she's, you know, wants to really please God. Is 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 is, you know, not against God. She's not the, the devil or anything like that. But she's, you know, so they're they're trying to psychoanalyze her, which is kind of you know, interesting mm. to try to figure out where she's coming from. Um. Yeah, so a lot of um, a lot of stuff. <laughs> a lot of stuff. Yeah, we've talked half an hour, and we're just you know still talking about the story. Episode, and we're only on episode two, and there's a lot. <laughs> of yeah, a lot of question marks. Um, it's good they have that doctor. He's going to be the. Uh, I don't know if he's more than just going to fix people when they get killed, you know, or shot mortally or whatever but um, we didn't get to see too much of him other than fixing people so we'll see uh, yeah so I almost watched uh, episode 3 last night I said I better review it first before I um, accidentally slip, have a yeah, slip out say, yeah which, I did the same. I was like, oh, maybe I can watch the next one. I was like, no, no, no. Wait. Well, you can watch the next one after we, after we do this. Yeah. <laughs> after we finish recording. Well, after we do this, I have to go see my mother. Yeah, I got to do the same thing. I got to go to Westfield. So, um, anything else about this one? No, it was a very good, good episode. Yeah. Yep. Highly recommend it. Yep. Thanks for listening.